Welcome to the Ain't Shit Show. It's just me and Shogs today. Today we're going down the rabbit hole of insane people that aren't me on the internet. Uh, <clears throat> also, I'm dying of AIDS. I did. I meant to say allergies, but AIDS came out. <laughs> you know, that's that was one hundred percent an accident. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess technically, like it's similar because, like, I'm just getting bukkakeed with like fucking. You know, hot viral loads of plant semen, and that's why my fucking, no, that's why I'm I'm literally dying. That's why my nose is on fire, and my eyes are all fucking squinty, and I, I feel like dog shit. Anyways, uh, yeah, Shogs, we you found a crazy lady on. I found a crazy lady. I don't know if I should give out her that was, hat. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to expose her, but I do want to. I do want to talk about it because it's interesting. Like. Because the deeper the rabbit hole gets on it, it's just funnier and funnier. I mean, um, nothing bad has ever come from being like, hey, look at this crazy person I found on the internet. Yeah, so, no bad not... has ever happened from doing that. Oh, my God. I I, I don't think it's... I think it's rude, like mean-spirited. I think it's fine to laugh in private, you know what I mean? Right, like to laugh with your homies about how like crazy a person is, and it's like, what's crazy about it is that the way from face value presented. So two things are actually very interesting to me about her. One, my most unhinged white women followers that I'm assuming follow me for for hatred reasons, like for like, what is it for like recon opportunities? You know what I mean? They're the ones that are all following this woman because she has 2,000 followers, which is a very significant amount of followers on Twitter. And you don't get that from, like, not being good at posting. The problem is that, like, the kind of posting that she's doing is legitimately insane. It's fascinating. Um, Shogs, I, I want you to intro it since you're the one who showed it to me. I like, found her in the comments section of a post made by Conan O'Brien, uh, who was just talking about his new podcast. She was like, when are you going to have me on your podcast, Conan? Because, see, I guess the nice thing about this is, is most of her insanity is in uh, screenshots of her diaries. Which makes it harder to word search, which allows her some protection. But it's really funny, because this lady uh, believes that she is in some kind of relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio, and that the Gangs of New York was based on, or got made because of a letter she wrote to Leonardo DiCaprio when she was 15. And, you know, I think 15 is a little young, even for Leo, so... <laughs> That's already a little questionable. I mean, you know, he's, he has a he has a pretty defined range that he uh, associates with when it comes to the females. <laughs> oh my god! But she's I... made brilliant posts, such as um, I'm trying to find the one that. Let's go back to DMs. Uh, yeah, the see. one that got me all in that was completely batshit to me was that. She's writing a remake of Stanley Kubrick's uh, The Shining. But two things are stopping her from doing that. And the first one is that Leonardo DiCaprio can't get sober. And she needs him sober to play Jack, who is probably the drunkest man (laughs) to have ever been seen on film. Right? Like, And then 
<clears throat> second, the second thing that's stopping her is that uh, Hollywood is afraid to empower her because she's a woman, which is also crazy. Because while I'm reading this thing, I'm thinking to myself, well, she's crazy, but she might actually be like a writer, like a like a spec writer. Like that's a thing that people do. I've, I know people who spec write and they're normal, regular people that have normal, regular opinions. And then I read more of her stuff and I realize she's completely unhinged and she has never sold anything anywhere and she's just a a person that's insane on the internet, right? Like, and it's fucking me up because I just assume, when I assume that people, if someone takes a bit and they do this bit over and over and over and over again, it works like a reality check on me. Like, I look at it and be like, no, this is real. They wouldn't waste their, this much time doing something on this because that's how I work, right? That's literally how my brain works. Like, if oh, if I do this over and over and over again, it's I'm doing it for a reason. I'm not doing this for a crate, like, because I am compelled to do something insane like this. And I'm after reading this woman's work, I realize, no, she's she's completely delusional. <laughs> she's just completely off of her fucking, just, oh, can, can you read some quotes? Oh, yeah. Shugs, I, yeah. <laughs> I have some pulled up here. Daily Journal Part 2. Gangs of New York happened because of a fan letter I sent to Leo, Leo DiCaprio when I was a teenager where I mentioned my... Irish immigrant family history. Leonardo and Martin brought the past life as a gift to me. I would love being acknowledged for this. And here's the actual journal. I've been left holding the bag, cleaning up this mess Leo and Marty have made for me. I'm not doing a good job. I'm telling everyone, loudly proclaiming every spot, every stain as I scrub them deeper. I am complicit in this like a bull in a china shop. I've been living in this building for free for three years, and I found out Leonardo DiCaprio is responsible like a week ago. Do you know how fucking weird that is to realize? Like the goddamn Twilight Zone theme song plays in my head constantly now. Consider a situation where a famous actor has been secretly following you online because you sent a fan letter when you were a teenager. Then he create a situation where you have an opportunity to live out your dreams that's happening to me i can't let leo suffer through these addictions to drugs and oscars i'm gonna keep writing until someone gets leo help Leonardo has invested more than money in me gangs of new york happened because of my letter that movie is mine more than marty's or leo's way more than weinstein's i am in awe of the power i had as a teenager my writing greenlit a movie martin scorsese wanted to make 20 years ago leo being interested in the role right after titanic made that happen gangs of new york lost all four oscar nominations oscars cost tons of money to win or lose an egregious amount in Invested. The return is my gratitude and awe of the of my own influence. Does that make Leo the bag holder forever? <laughs> and uh, Jesus. can you uh wait? You need to turn on your mic a little bit because you're blowing out. Oh, uh, you, turn it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's all I good. Had, I, had I don't. I, for... You had a setup to blow out on purpose. I set up so it was further away from me. I have it right in front of me now. That should be a little uh, better. Yeah, uh, this good. one's about yeah. her desire to remake the shinning. <laughs> oh wait, lower, 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 lower. Sorry, we're on this podcast. We do the okay. audio mid podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm also working with a new microphone. This is my first time doing anything with it, so it sounds good, but it's a little crunchy and crispy okay. on the top end. But yeah, no, it's all good, man. I <laughs> it's not fair that all these millionaires are mining my ideas, my words for profit. I haven't gotten my share. You want to sell a name? My last name is Grady. 
Say that like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Mr. Grady was the ghost that killed his family because the hotel told him to. Why was that story not been told? Mr. Grady ended up as a waiter in the afterlife. Or was he pretending? He wanted Jack to sacrifice his family to the hotel, too. Faustian, in a way. Selling his soul to the devil. That's the meat of this story in every innovation. True artists put their entire soul into creations. How do we replace that energy? Substances? Money? Love? How much do we put back into creating more art? That's the rub. A hole in Jack's soul was stolen by the devil for a book with one good line. One good line. That's all you need. A few words. How much of a percentage of a Britney Spears book is that? I will help Britney write her book for $7.5 million if she gets Britney Greener out of Russian prison first. Britney Spears has the same first name. It's Britney, bitch. Say that to Putin. Britney... I know you're reading, girl, and thanks. Help Brittany out. I know you can. You played basketball, too. They're taking that away for her, from her, and she's in Russian prison. Help her. Don't let this happen <laughs> to someone else. Be the hero. Then I'll help you put your story on the page. Free Brittany first. I do not know who Brittany Grinner is. I don't know who Brittany Grinner is either. I'm assuming that if I'm like, listen, if I'm following the through line on where her brain is going... I'm assuming that's a person from the Pussy Riot thing, right? <laughs> because that's the only way that a person named Brittany Grinner would be in a fucking Russian prison. Anyways, right? Like, I don't even know. I'm not going to check. I'm not going to look into that. I'm not, I don't care. I, I could give less of a shit. But it's what's fascinating to me about this is, like, her name association. She's doing, like, she's doing the schizophrenic, like association associating things like a constant association that's actually more inspiring than it is fucking like sad right like and i'm i'm fascinated by her post because while she's doing these insane daily posts and like almost hourly she's also in between that just being a regular white woman like just posting like a like a clip of a dog eating a watermelon right <laughs> And like, or just like photos of art and like photos of, of like, or like selfies, right? Like completely under the radar, undervalued type of poster. And it's fascinating that someone online could be this fucking, like just this fucking delusional. And I, I was like, I scrolled far back. I try to go all the way to like their first post to try and see if this was just an elaborate bit. And it's not. And it like hurts my soul to know that this is an elaborate bit you know what i mean like i don't know shogs you have a better you understand I, like i don't want to brag but i knew from her syntax within the first post what i was dealing with here you, you, you spent enough time around this breed of internet person and you develop a sensitivity towards their aesthetics and their mm -hmm. stylistic decisions man i am blowing out hang on really quick here folks uh yeah, no, I, I'm I'm fascinated by Turn like the mic a little bit. There we go. That should be that should be a little better there. Okay, yeah, I'm not clipping yeah. out that look like. No, no, no. I'm I'm a psychopath on the internet, right? I have my own fucking my own problems. I'm delusional in a lot of ways, right? I think that I can uh, make enough money to make a podcast empire with my friends, right? And and all all of us are paid in the shade. That's that I understand is 100% delusional. However, what I'm not doing is <laughs> 
I'm not doing day. I'm doing Gugan memes, but I'm not doing daily posts <laughs> where I'm talking about how I actually had. I actually wrote The Shining is about me, and I wrote <laughs> Gangs of New York, and I'm in a relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's fucking insane. You know what I mean? Like I make wild claims too, but they're always tongue in cheek, and I. <laughs> Oh my god. Fascinating. She's just she's I'm my own lawyer. Twitter is the judge and the jury. <laughs> that's a that's an incredible line. That's that is that's, that, I don't know, Shogs, please enlighten like how do you deal with this kind of stuff? You don't. You just look at it. You don't touch the poop. Um <laughs> One thing I've learned on the internet over the years when dealing with colorfully colorful ideations is uh, just don't touch the poop let them let us let them trundle on in their madness don't try to correct them don't try and lecture them don't be like you know come kind of in your 30s and leonardo DiCaprio dates women in their 20s or <laughs> you're just a lunatic you know, you just, they don't listen you're not going to help them you just all you do when you touch the poop is you get poop on your hands and then you get poop on other things that you're touching and you, you, you've accomplished nothing except getting poop everywhere including on yourself so you can look at the poop you can laugh at the poop you can bring other people by to have a gander at the poop but you shouldn't touch the poop the, the entire history of Kristen Weston, Christine Weston Chandler slash Jehovah slash Jesus Christ Lord Almighty who resides in <laughs> Virginia County Jail is um <laughs> A testament to the power of poop touching and its dangers. <laughs> uh, stare not into the shit. <laughs> know that the shit stares back at you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think the internet itself is actually very f- fascinating. Like, me and you are on very weird parts of the internet. I think in different capacities, because I feel like, you know, this is a, entirely 100% of judgment value on you, but... <laughs> But I feel like your side of the internet is far meaner and far more mal- like malicious even. I come like, from actually, an evil part of the internet. I am also yeah. evil, though. I am not as evil as I used to be. <laughs> Which is nice. That's nice to know. But I definitely think that because when, when you show me things like crazy people on the internet, it's always it goes from being very funny to very dark very quickly. Right? Whereas like I think when I show people crazy things that I find on the internet, it's almost always tongue in cheek, right? There is a very, like I'm, I am subject to some very strange and weird things. I think actually of all the things that you showed me, the thing that I really was like the most fascinated by and fell down a rabbit hole was Tonetta. I love Tonetta. Tonetta, the music is so good. Tonetta's music is like Mac DeMarco, but actually good, right? Like yeah, Tonetta's <laughs> a genius. Yeah, yeah, musically a fucking light years ahead of like most people, right? Like I want to make music like Tanetta now. Just like being able to sing about whatever the fuck I feel like and be confident is is fascinating. If you haven't heard of Tonetta, you should listen to like you should just Google Tonetta and any of the song is a good song to start with. But eighty one inch prime ass is a great place to start. Tonetta's <laughs> the reason I started recording music. Because I was looking at him as like I was liking his stuff. I was like, shit, if this guy can do it, then I have literally no excuse to sit around and be like, oh, I wish I could record music, but I just can't. 
It's like, well, I yeah, think, you can. I think the song, I think the music that like, because I've, I've been recording music for like since 2009, right? And like I just was recording whatever the fuck was on my lap. I was just making, I had a bunch of like, I had a laptop that had a really shitty, was really shitty, but I would make stupid beats for, and I think my first album was literally just a bunch of beats. But anyways, I've, I've been nonstop making music ever since then, but I never really released anything until like 2015. And the reason why I released anything was because I listened to uh, Toro Moi, who's now fucking big, but back in like 2015 was not. And their demo tape was called Samantha. And that album sounded, it was the best and worst album I'd ever heard in my life. It sounded like straight shit, but good at the same time. And it was just so fucking wildly good and bad that I was like, I could... I could do this, right? I could. I feel confident in my ability to do this kind of shit. And I've just been cranking out good, bad shit for for years now. The other day, I posted a song, and Ruben came in while he was listening, and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is good, man. You gonna master it?" And I look, I just laughed at him and hit send, right? Like, <laughs> just like, nope, fuck you, man. That's how I get down. But I don't know. <clears throat> Getting back to this, like, those of us with woman. expensive headphones would appreciate it. If you master your stuff, because I've been going back and listening to some of my old stuff on my good headphones now, and it's physically painful. Like, oh, it's God, oh, no, I didn't. Oh, God, what have I done? What have I done? I don't have these I original ha- files anymore. I can't go back and fix it now. Shogs, I have good headphones. Shogs, I have good headphones. I know what I know what my shit sounds like. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just out here releasing whatever the fuck I feel like, man. Oh my god. No, I, I this is like I wanted to just talk like first I wanted to talk about this crazy white woman, but also like I think you're a, you're possibly the best guest to talk about crazy people on the internet and kind of Thanks. Like, <laughs> I didn't you're a, you're a great purveyor of them. You know what I mean? Like I am a you, connoisseur of hell, yes. <laughs> yeah, you are, for sure. If I ever needed a tour, if I die and go to hell and I and I like I see, you know, fucking Christian. I also know to look for you because you're not too far off in the I'll distance be, be, in a bush. I'll be, I'll be the tree guide. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I don't mind hell. Just... I don't know why everybody's complaining about it. It's very interesting. I have a job. It's very, very, very stimulating. Get along with management. There's hot demon bitches and clown and <laughs> clowns. No, clowns. clowns go to heaven. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I guess I won't be seeing you then, man. <laughs> I won't be seeing you. I'm just going you know, to have a, a telescope in my little hell apartment to look up, look up at heaven and look through clown girls' as, like, bedroom windows. Because I'm in hell, so it doesn't matter if I'm doing bad things like peeping on girls. What's going to happen? I'm going to go to hell? You're going to go to super hell? <laughs> Sweet. I think that's oh. one of the levels in a, in a, 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 a Binding of Isaac. Oh, is it really? Jesus. I don't know. You fight the devil like five times in that game, I think. My homies I, do it. I can't with those likes. Except Hades. And, I was uh, fascinated FTL. by... I was fascinated in like... I think in like 2011, I found a band called The Binding of Isaac. Right? And uh, I was fascinated by their work only to find out... like, Because I think they were light years ahead of like... Witch House? Do you remember? Do you remember Witch, Witch House? Witch House isn't I... a genre. Witch, Witch House is one album. But yes. No, Witch, Witch House was like, okay, listen. Witch House was 
multiple there was a lot of people making witch house the problem was that like no one gave a fuck about them like so one of my favorite one of my favorite dudes who made witch house was a dude named franhofer diffraction which is like a a light source i don't know know how to explain it's a it's a way that light bounces off of a fucking something anyways uh franhofer diffraction was a fucking uh great musician and what was fascinating to me about franhofer diffraction was that like he was doing shit on SoundCloud that most people never like do Witch House stuff. Anyways, I'm getting away from what I was originally talking about. Witch House was huge and damn, I forgot everything I was talking about. My brain is straight up not working. I can't watch you scroll Twitter oh, while sorry. I <laughs> It's I you forget that I literally have disorganized schizophrenia, man. I can't, I need to focus on shit. I need to think about stuff. Marcos is, Marcos is going to start writing diary entries for like Danny Trejo got the idea of Machete from me. Him and actually, Richie Rodriguez. I, actually, I'm Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is my alt. <laughs> start a, when, you know, this is not the way I thought Spy Kids 3 should go. Richard Rodriguez plagiarized my ideas and ruined them. Oh my god. No, I um, what was I saying? I feel I'm all sweaty and greasy and dying of my eyes are all crazies, crazies on the internet. You know, back in the olden days, there really was a big discussion. I suppose lesser minds still have it. Of the, the kind of the chicken and the egg thing is like, were these crazy people always just there, or did the internet kind of? And I always think it's a little. The internet didn't invent these people, but at the same time, like, it provides spaces in which different reality uh, tunnels that are maybe less applicable to consensus reality are I don't know man I I don't fucking know I've spent years trying (laughs) to understand this mainly through the lens of Chris Chan who is the embodies all of them at once you know they're all little like they're all like avatar yeah, they're all like it, it's it's almost like pantheistic, and that every every person on the internet is just another prismatic uh, perspective of the multifaceted intelligence shredding intelligence that is embodied or or uh, <laughs> incarnated in the form. Yeah, I told you about. I told you about my th- God Jesus Weston Chandler. <laughs> I I told you about my theory about like the internet as like a type of guy arms race, right? Yeah. Yeah, what? like so like so it's not that cra- like crazy people have always existed. They they've always been here. They've always been doing something in some capacity. You everyone has had a fucking psychotic uncle that believes that he could have gone pro on the Jets despite the fact that he never once played football. You know what I'm saying? Like, every fucking psychopath... Like, everyone has delusional people in their life in Everyone's some way or another. Everyone's delusional in some way or another. Yeah, like, everyone knows the local rapper kid who's still making music 15 years later and is never going to blow up. Like, that's it's a very common misconception. Those people existed before the internet, largely before the internet, right? These people... Like, there was always a village idiot or a village psychopath who believed that one day he'd be king, right? Like, it that kind of, like, delusion exists and has always existed. However, the internet provided people an opportunity to arms race, 
which is, hey, I believe this guy is a crazy person. Then the next person says, that person's crazy, but I can make some money off of that if I act crazier. So they act crazier, try to make a bag. And then the guy underneath them, they're influencing the guy underneath them to be even crazier because he's a real deal believer. And then some smart guy will come along, see the real deal believer, look around and say, I can make some money off of this shit. I could be a little bit crazier. And then they keep going and it is, it's an arms race to the most fucking psychotic top. Right. And so currently the, the, the top of the peak psychopath that you can be on the internet is Christian. That's peak. It's, it's peak psycho, right? Like that's, you know, the dude like that I, it's hard like their gender is a weird thing to me i always misgendered in my bad on that one don't, don't, nobody gives a shit about yeah Christian it's hard gender. it's 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 difficult because i don't know if i feel like if you my, give a shit about christian <laughs> if you've ever felt the need to defend christian's gender online or correct someone on christian if you spotted them being misgendered uh you're a frivolous person and history will not remember you. I listen or your beliefs because I, I have I, like most of like most of my fucking larger homies online are trans, right? And I want to show them that I respect. I do one hundred percent respect their pronouns. Christian, however, is an entirely different genre of type of guy, right? Like this, this is a dude that is essentially transitioned to try and trick women into liking him more? I don't know. I don't believe that. Actually, I don't believe that. We didn't get to talk about Chris Chan on the episode you had me on to talk about Chris Chan, so this is just going to be kind of like the revenge. Yeah, Um, this is it. Chris Chan's gender... Chris Chan identifies... Chris Chan identifies (laughs) female. Chris Chan also identifies as God Almighty, creator of the universe, and Jesus Christ, the Son of God, redeemer of the world. Not my beliefs, Chris Chan's beliefs. So, um, uh, you know, Christian, I, Christian also, though, has never had a particularly... Describing Chris as like, Chris is a man. Can't you tell? Look how manly Chris is. Well, no, Christian doesn't have a real attachment to traditional masculinity. A Christian could, I guess, be a they them, but you know, why be me? It's still confusing. It's hard. It's so for me, it's difficult because like there's very little respect shown to like I don't Chris... know how to fucking. It's wild. Like, listen, you want to feel bad? You really do. Like, if you if you watch the documentaries in order from like A to B, right, which is what I did because I don't have fucking time. To read a fucking the what is it the quick uh, quickie? I don't have time. Honestly, to read at this point, like, Gino's that. documentary is like seventy hours of shit. I don't know if it's saving time at this point. No, it no, has... it's not. I'm 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 fucking completely like I'm watching a bunch of different ones to try and get a better clear right. And very early, Christian, you do feel bad. There's a lot of sad shit, neglect, abuse, just things that happen to regular people, right? Like. Like, not regular people, but it happens to people, right? Yeah. However, though, there's some agency, especially as Chris gets older and becomes, like, you know, a teenager. Yeah, a teenager. It changes from, like, what it is is, like, you have all of these. This is how I like to think of, like, my own life, personally, right? I had a pretty fucking rough start, right? I had two parents. Both of them were drug addicts. I had fucking, you know, like, it was. I didn't have much of a fucking way of a family life i was just kind of shuffling from back and forth in places but no matter what 
every time I was presented with a choice to do something that would fucking make my life worse or not affect me at all or make my life better, I tried my best to choose to make my life better. I tried my best to see it, like to change my perspective on shit and be like, well, it's the hand I was dealt. So I got to play it, right? <laughs> and I'll do what I can. And there was often times when I was like, you know what? I'll actually just not make a decision. It's best if I don't, if my decision tree is that I don't do anything. Whereas with Chris, it's like, hey, every single bad, every time a bad opportunity presents itself to me, I'm going to make it and I'm going to commit to that shit. <laughs> and that's why it's hard to feel bad for him, right? Like, especially... I, I, don't, I don't know his teenage years as he got rapier like right and then like even the transitioning stuff which was just him being like yeah uh the best way to meet women is to be a woman which is crazy like fucking crazy to me that that was like the, the thought pattern in his brain and then further than that was like actually i hate women but <laughs> like i need a girl i like i need a girlfriend like it's hard it's fucking bizarre like i don't know how to I don't, I don't know how to process it. Like, I don't even know how to rationalize it. I can accept it for what it is because I'm a crazy person. But I can't rationalize. You know what I mean? Like, and I think anyone who can rationalize Christian is a f- fucking... I don't, I don't know who can. Who can rationalize it, right? Like, who... Shogs <laughs> is over his, like... <laughs> his brain is... <laughs> this guy can. Light, he's I lighting can, up. As much... I... Okay. I, I don't ra- I don't know I guess rationalize uh, kind of as the tinge of ex- making excuses for but I think I to it because like Christian is doing the same thing as you are Christian is trying to make decisions that Chris thinks will benefit Chris or etc but Chris's like decision making like Chris's perception or understanding of like what will work versus what Chris thinks will work is not together. So yeah, like Chris, Chris, when Chris says things like in the, the classic email to Megan after the, uh, Parappa, the Rappa incident, when, when Chris thought that he was going to get free tickets to go to California with, with Megan Schroeder and they would have sex. Chris basically confesses that like, I need to have sex or I'll be a rapist. I mean, come on. Don't you? I mean, Chris wouldn't confess that to a girl unless Chris had arrived through their decision-making process and value judgments and all the gears in the human brain that made Chris think that that was a good idea that she would understand and probably sympathize with and have sex with, but not over a threat. I I don't know. See, it's the thing. It's like Chris. Every human mind is essentially like a little black box. That, that you yeah. know, data goes in. We don't really know all the things that happen inside, and then outcomes suggestions. Yeah, it's quite yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah. It, uh, Chris's perceptions are his and beliefs and value systems and judgments and are just as good and valid in Chris's perception as all of ours ours to ourselves. But there's something in that process that like, well, Chris, like nothing gets in. Uh, well, actually a lot gets in. I don't know. I don't <laughs> see. See, look, right. You can, you can trying to like trying to literally sit and rash, use your rational brain 
Chris to think is about Chris, I, to think to think like Chris. I can't even fathom it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm good at that. I do that for a living. I do this. I go into other like my whole job is to pretend to be a type of guy. So that way, when I go to present to my board about demographics, I know exactly who I'm the type of guys that I'm speaking <coughs> for. And if they if they ask me, hey, can you can you be the type of guy that is a Christian? I would be like, I, I'm out. I, can't, I don't I don't know how to do that. My brain is not functioning on a, on the wavelength that lets me think like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm lost. Right. <laughs> I don't know anyone who could even like you're a, you're a great scholar, Shogs, but I don't think you got the sauce like that, man. Like I was not I don't think that I was one of the people back in the day who was predicting that Christian would eventually have sex with their mother, though a number of people actually did. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know if they deserve like applause for for calling it like no. man. I don't know if they rationalized that or if they got lucky, but they were right. They just but, read a lot of, Del- they read Deleuze and they were just like, this is going to happen. Christian, well, yeah, this is, this is a topic we didn't get to touch on last time. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me get my copy of Anti-Oedipus, which I actually have some <laughs> footnotes that I added that mention Christian. <laughs> He's, he is the desiring machine. The, the cap, the, what is it? The mechanism that desires the externalized self. He is the body without organs in the sense that he's just stimuli comes in black box and then desire output. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to fucking, <laughs> I uh, even trying to put it on a Zalusian lens. It doesn't fucking No, I literally, I, in here, I have highlighted <laughs> passages that I wrote like CWC dot, dot, dot next to <laughs> Oh my god, man. This is going to be our, our headiest episode, I think. This is the episode that breaks people's brains because we're talking it's a, about... It's a big book and I didn't bother to bookmark the sections that I highlighted. So, Like most people, my copy of anti Oedipus looks like it's been to hell and back. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that I keep rereading. I mean, I've got to get through that. But, I mean, okay, I mean... Well, here's, some, here's some notes. No, I, I don't know, here's man. I. <laughs> okay, but I mean, ultimately, Chris represents. I mean, the Oedipalized figure under capitalism, right? Like the whole like constru- Sonichu is entirely as a comic obsessed with recreating Chris Chan's family dynamic in a. Oh God! Oh. In a Sorry, healthy my, way, right? A way, yeah. Like you know, Sonichu people, Sonichu within the Sonichu family in the comics represents Bob Chandler, Chris's dad. Mm-hmm. So, in a weird way, Chris Chan is uh, Sonichu is Chris's like in in universe in the universe the fictional universe of Sonichu is both Chris Chan's son and father, <laughs> which for a guy who fucked his mother probably means something. But I. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. I, I ain't smart enough to figure out why so you, you analyze okay so i don't i don't know too much on the lore right like the christian lore is too deep for me to really parse good. i know the highlights good for you right yes. <laughs> i know the highlights i know the you know 
I know the highlights. I think what, some of the darker stuff I know is that early in the transition, he had a sore like on his gooch. Uh-huh. And it, like, yeah, <laughs> from the yeah, yeah, I'm listening to binaural beats. Yes, yeah, I remember. To hypnotize you and having a punani. Yeah, yeah, that's some of the more like that's a highlight. That's a highlight that I know that most people don't, right? But I don't. I don't want to go too deep into that. But I definitely yeah, people do think don't. That... People, the people don't want to hear about the horrifying rash <laughs> that Chris developed on their taint and then teased at to try and open up further because they thought the binaural beats were making them grow a vagina. People don't oh, need to know about that. Why would you tell them about something like that? <laughs> thanks, thanks, Shogs. But Why would we regard... want people to imagine the smell? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even think about it. it. Did not dawn on me that that was a sensation that would be it part of the equation. And now, now I am, I'm lost. I'm, I'm at a loss for words now. You shut me up, which is fascinating because <laughs> I Chan has shut me up for many years. I'll be <laughs> babbling on, and then I get a message that like, Chris Chan just did X Y Z, and I go look at it, and I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so. The highlights of Chris Chan, especially like the the Sonichu lore, I've always seen the Sonichu lore as just kind of like, and I'm I'm just trying to simplify things. Most people when they create OC and when they make like their own shit, it is one hundred percent wish fulfillment, right? It is like, it's prayers. It's like a religious thing that you send outside right like it's it's a it's a externalized ritual that you push outside of your body every writer does it right any 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 artist any creative does it which is why like there is such an undercurrent of divinity within artists is because when artists make shit they're pushing something like it's a it's a deep desire that they have inside themselves and they push it externally right and if if sauna choose origin is that he is both the son and father of christian then it puts the context of like all of his all of his like sonichu comics are essentially just like wish fulfillment right it's, it's the things that he wants the most which when you look at him it's always like he wants his family back right or he wants like like he wants to have a normal childhood but but then it's tainted by the fact that he also just wants to fuck violently right like well also but is... not it's not just wish fulfillment entirely chris is a loser in the comics who also still can't get laid even in the comics and is constantly harassed by jerk hops which is chris chan language for mall security <laughs> who don't appreciate you know the, the fucking man wants to stop chris chan from finding love by soliciting women for sex in the but, mall no, but that is that is wish fulfillment right yeah because he, he always wants... beats the cops in the mall well, no, it's wish fulfillment in the sense that even though he writes himself as a loser, it's because he he aspires to be one. Does that make it like? Does that make it? It's a it's design. It's a it's a torturous design, all of his own. He made the the cage that he lives in. Yeah. Right. He he devalues himself so much to a degree that he can't see himself as the hero. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Sonichu, this externalized version of himself, which is someone that he created, has to be great for him because he can't be great. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that kind of yes. It's the it's the uh what is it? The Zezekian concept of like fucking that people crave their own. It's not even Zezek. It's uh Lacan talking about like 
path, uh, pathology, right? The pathology of the cheater or the pathology of the cuckold. Um, the idea is that like people crave their own subjugation so much so that they'll fucking create, they'll just make a prison themselves. And if there are no walls to erect, they'll erect fucking something in their brain to keep them from, you know, above and beyond because there's like this deep ingrained external force. This now we're getting into like fucking Xeno anarchy shit. There's like this deep ingrained external force of oppressive thought that essentially says, you know, you can't have what you want because of the other. There's another external, like inside of you that's telling you no. You know what I'm saying? Well, from a, uh, from a Rosie, <laughs> perspective, um, I guess one of my, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but the kind of one of the cruxes of anti-Oedipus is that capitalism works by partially by taking familial relations and, you know, the mom, the dad, and then projecting them onto society as a whole, creating this, like, oh, the entire society is your family, and you have a mother, and you have a father. And then selling you the false desire of, you actually want to fuck your mom, you know. That's what's mm-hmm. wrong with you. No, it's not, that you hate you. it's not that you hate your job. You want to fuck your mom. Damn, I misread. Uh, I, I misread that, because every time I read The Lose, I always get out of it that, like, society is your dick. Right? Society uh, is your penis. <laughs> okay, Damn, I am way fucking reading this shit wrong. And dude. the sun is your anus. I know, okay, well, I know the about the solar... Is an anus. Yeah, I know about the solar anus, and I know that it's excrementing on us all the time. But I always imagine <coughs> that what Deleuze and Guattari are saying, or at least, like, the way to be truly anti-Oedipal is to understand that society is your dick, and you can cut your dick off and you'll be free. That's how I've always, that's how I've always read Deleuze. And I don't know why that I get that out of it. <laughs> Damn, yeah, dude, he talks about castration and fear, but more like how society sells you like phallic images so that it can sell you the fear of having them taken away from you. Yeah. So you remove you it. Had. You can remove it yourself and then you no longer have fear. That's not That's what how I thought, I... but my man's <laughs> notoriously not not uh, clear. Not lin- yeah, not language. linear. Their yeah. language. I, I I get that. I understand that one hundred percent. But I yeah, I my I didn't even fucking my brain glossed over the the entire idea that society is your family. Because I, I didn't get that at all. I thought society is your dick and you cut yeah. it off and then you don't But have not to just worry your family, because like it, it takes like the, the larger extended familial concept and then just squashes it down to society is your mom and your dad and you're the little baby and yeah it's wrong that you want to kill your mom but you really really want to fuck your mom but you really want to fuck her don't you You really want to fuck your mom don't you because essentially all the things that you like all the comfort of society is your mother and all of the fucking the uncomfortable parts of society which are like authority figures or you know the lack of desire the inability to to act on your desires is essentially your father i understood that but i always read those as like those are your that's your good dick and then you got good dick and bad dick you know what i'm saying like (laughs) you're yeah i wait dude i i don't know how i (laughs) i don't know my brain completely glossed over i might well i might have missed that part too (laughs) i'm gonna reread it pretty here in a bit (laughs) I got a bunch of books yeah. to get through before I go back to reread the 
second hardest book I ever read. So uh, I'm reading a uh, I'm reading Gravity's Rainbow, which is a very difficult read, by the it's, way. It's hard, <laughs> but it's it's, it's just, not it's, it's not. It's good. I like it. I like a book that's fucking hard to read, right? I don't know. I gave you that book to read, uh, My Idea of Fun. Did you ever get – how far did I, you get into it? I haven't started it yet. I'm finishing oh. this book, The Drive-In by James Elroy. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to that one next. Yeah, it's it's difficult to parse for a different reason entirely, right? And I keep saying this, right? Like uh, I think Gravity's Rainbow is hard to parse because there's a lot of like jumping around. And narratively, it's quite dense. My idea of fun is very straightforward, but the language itself is very fucking enigmatic. Like the motherfucker just uses words unnecessarily. He's very, uh, he's very floral with his prose, which is very fascinating. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like very fucking like verbose writers that are just over fucking describing shit. Um, however, uh, getting back to like the losing guitar. Yeah. I, I wave every time anyone ever explains to me, their ideas of Deleuze and Guattari, I'm always like, did we read the same fucking book? Because <laughs> I don't, I didn't see what, I was talking to my friend about it and he was telling me, he was like, oh yeah, I think it's really cool that you're doing the like deterritorialization of race like they talk about in uh, Deleuze and Guattari. And I'm like, they talk about that? <laughs> I say what you're doing is a re-territorializing of race. Yeah, actually. that's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm like. I'm making, I'm ta- I'm removing white people off the map, right? Like I'm, but I, you're, you're, I, you're taking away one territory, but then turning it into another territory. Yeah, I'm bridging, I'm bridging territories, right? Like I'm doing the rhizomic, the rhizomatic concept of bridging, right? Like where you you start one uh, place and you end back in the other place. So, anyways, like, yeah, dude, this this episode is going to be purely just for me, you, and probably two other philosophers who listen. To Hi, cute <laughs> Numina. <laughs> What's up, NPC Alex? I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you're listening, man. <laughs> oh, but I God. guess that maybe Christian represents. Okay, Christian is the ultimate child of capitalism. Christian like embodied every one of those. Like Christian is almost a parody of like that kind of familial Oedipal capitalism. Christian like isn't afraid the, the displacement of the thing or whatever it is didn't work on Chris. Chris is like, oh, fuck my mom, you say. I'm not <laughs> afraid of that at all. Well, it's that's that's the rational that's the rational conclusion of Funko Pop capitalism, which is what we're going under currently, right? Like, there's lots of types of capitalism current, like concurrent capitalisms that are happening, but the, one of the most common ones that you see all the time is the like reddit like fucking redditor reddit moment you know fucking funko pop type yeah it's the face the soy face soy jack shit that's that's a type of capitalism but also the inverse of that is worse right like i was trying to explain this to somebody like i hate funko pop guys right (laughs) god damn you would have a would have something like that. I, For <laughs> listeners at home, I am holding up my iconic Ray plushie and soy facing at it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, the I don't even have anything offhand that I could do that with. I have a big dinosaur egg. <laughs> I can just... <laughs> it's my little brother's toy. Here's the thing. Anyways. We pick on the Redditors about it, but there is something really... Pri- that we, we know what they mean. We we, can, well, okay. we the, the soy jack I, consumer like 
when people post memes of like, you know, I'm soy facing at the consumer product, you'd be like, oh, Reddit. But it's like, I understand on a deep level the critique that's happening here. <laughs> okay, no. What I'm saying is, right, what I've been trying to get at is that, like, their form of capital, like, honestly, the way Redditors and Funko Pop guys, they are frustrating to me for a different reason than they are for most people. But because of my job, I have to be in pretty close fucking proximity with them and deal with the, the just infinite minutia that is their bullshit, right? Like, regardless of that, though, they're actually not bad guys. They're usually pretty funny, interesting. Once you get past all the fucking, like, hyper-capitalism and hyper-consumerism and the fucking, you know, go-crypto shit, like, once you get past them, they're actually, yeah, they're, they're like, decent people. The people that I don't like are the opposite of those guys. Right, not like, not, and it's weird to me because then you would think that it would be me. I'm the opposite of that guy, but I'm not the opposite of that guy. The opposite of that guy are like Nick Fuentes types, right? Do you know about Nick Fuentes? Uh, Barstool. Um. He's some kid. He's literally some kid. He recently, he recently, uh, a friend of mine went viral off of a post about him because he uh, he claimed that having sex with women is gay, and that he's actually less gay. <sighs> Because he's never had sex with a woman, and he doesn't plan on ever having sex with a woman, and that the straightest man that there ex- that exists is like a buff, strong incel, which is very telling of that kind of mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just like this goes back to like the fascistic worldview. Like I, on Twitter, you get a lot of people like you get a lot of like far left motherfuckers that say like I hate. Uh, libtards more than I hate, you know, like actual real fascists because blah, blah, blah. Same. <clears throat> I get it. But what I'm getting at is like the those Libby people, they're just fucking, they're uninterested. At at their core, they just could give less of a shit. They, all they care about is the latest new thing. And that's fine. Cause they might no, have they, a life outside of the issues and debates too and have other well, topics that true. interest them and more. They, they also have a very good understanding of the fact that they don't have any agency and ability to do anything just like the rest of us. We're all fucking kind of fucking fucked right now. The people that are, are worrisome to me are the motherfuckers that are like hardcore militant right that are like aesthetic guys. Do you know what I'm saying? The dudes who are like like the Roman aesthetic guys. You know what I'm talking about? The, yeah. Those guys are extremely... Those guys are violently, fascistically gay. And I don't know how to, like, square that in my brain. Right? I don't know how... Because they... Because of their, like... Their aesthetic, they will go further. And they will trap more and more people. Especially younger people. Guys who are victims of the fact that there's not a Pinterest for men. (laughs) Yeah, we should do that, man. We should legitimately make... It just it would be full of so much fucking just gay right? like listen I love I like guys like I I can I understand I can see I get I get where they're coming from which is the the difference the thing about them and why they would hate me is because unlike them I'm cool with the fact that I can suck a dick and not feel gay about it right you know what I'm saying like they they can't they can't separate the fact that you know a aspect of their sexuality isn't fucking the totality of their sexuality. Do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, that, they're simple minds. They don't have room for... They don't have I multitudes. I have to be this thing or that thing. I care about my lady. They're identitarians. It's like the whole, yeah. like... Yeah, it's, 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 it's... 
I'm something that's not me. I I, I displace the responsibility for for having a person personality, a persona, or a sense of self onto these phony well, that's why those, concepts like sexuality or blur 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 blur. Well, like that's why those high like those hardcore like Aryan like especially from Europe it seems like like especially like this more socialist European countries those motherfuckers who are hard right Aryan nationalist those dudes always end up eventually transitioning right <laughs> like it's just a fucking matter of time before they just become women and the reason why is because for them in their stupid fucking fascist simple brains they're attracted to men and if they're attracted to men then they're probably a woman and then like that they can't fucking they can't to the extreme that they can't be gay that they will literally swap their genders which is insane right like just it's fine to be gay right it's fine to be gay it's fine to be trans but don't be trans because you're afraid to be gay that's crazier right that's that's yeah that that level of militancy is scarier to me than anything else that, that i can even fucking i can't fathom anything that's hitler shit that is real. It reminds me of a good meme I saw on Instagram the other day. I think it was Nick Mainland Er dot er posted. It was a uh, the two sides of the E right. It was one guy who's like face all bruised up. He just gotten beat up. It's like I could take four dudes at once. And the other side was like a man in a suit with cat ears saying I could take four dudes at once. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are the two. Those are the two genders. Of fucking of fascism online, right? And the, that shit scares me than actual real life, life offline fascist, because those guys are always. I think a bunch like, of right wingers who are, I think a bunch of right wingers who like are power bottoming their way into power are a lot more dangerous than are a lot more effective probably than a bunch of left wingers. Like I'm gonna make fun of Jordan Peterson until we get socialism. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> me, the way I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get I'm trying to get fucking normies to buy my book to turn all their white friends mexican right that's so i could create a compound and just start my own land and start over that's that's the better that's what real leftism is all about man (laughs) it's about separatism it's about getting the fuck out of here while you still can right it's about using capitalism to trick dumber people it like people who need to be divorced from their money into buying your book and then getting out while you still can and taking your friends Right. That's that's what leftism should be about. That's what, that's what Xeno anarchy is. Right. It's getting the fuck out of here while there's still a place to get to. And I don't know, man. I, the shit. Land's still the, cheap in the Midwest. Yeah. We're going to start a compound in, in Wisconsin. I told you that I want to go back to your hometown. and. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Trust me, and, I'm setting it. I'm setting that property aside for you when it becomes mine. So. Re- Reconquista. I'm gonna reconquista your fucking your neighborhood. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus Christ! I'm gonna corner the market on small towns in the Midwest. <laughs> become a slumlord. Become like a white person slumlord, right? That like would be way. that would be the best career for you. It's like, yeah, I become a landlord. But here's the thing: I don't <laughs> white people. But hang on, hang on. The reason Hold you on. Think. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I only went to white people. It's whites only, but it's in the worst conditions you've ever seen in your life. Just, right? just the on. shittiest, like, Section 8 housing, like, surrounded by cornfields of the size of the <laughs> Oh, 
that's effective racism. Okay, <laughs> that is right. I'm doing I'm doing what they've been doing to me for years. Right for for decades they've been doing that to us out in L.A. and all over the fucking Bay Area and <clears> shit. <throat> like, yeah, I'm just doing it right back. <laughs> but to jump back oh, to Chris Chan, since I don't really yeah. care about structure right now, um, yeah. Chris Chan. Okay, within the Sanchu universe within the comics sanchu starts out like chris chan exists in the comics which means that sanchu has always been like never just like everything chris wants because chris has a persona self-insert in the comics so chris chan starts out like chris's son then sanchu and rosachu gradually have a family of little sonnies robbie sonny who is gender fluid and ends up transitioning and as sanchu goes on it becomes kind of more about the family dynamics of the sanchu family without chris there but then robbie sonny kind of becomes a self-insert for chris going through their gender stuff and uh then chris then sanchu is a, at first sanchu is like transphobic and like rude and mean to Robbie about their gender because Chris Sanchu becomes like a reflection of Christian. Sometimes he, of Christian's dad. Sometimes now he even draws Sanchu with fucking like flannels and jeans like her dad and I've I've saw I've seen yeah, I've seen those. So it's like it's it's evolved. That's one thing I think that makes set Sanchu apart from like most web comics and most self inserts is like the combination of like autobiography and but like there's an honesty to it that a lot of time isn't there in most people's power fantasies like and i don't is an important work of art christian it, think okay who knows chris buckley y'all know chris buckley right you've seen his work you know his most iconic comic panel well you probably don't know his name he's the creator of control alt delete and lost.jpg uh christian's <laughs> far more famous than them the, yeah do you know the names of the people who make penny arcade no. You know the name of the person who made Sancho? Yeah. Yeah. I, I has, know. Has Pokey the Penguin ever been on Tucker, Tucker Carlson? No. Has Christian been on Tucker Carlson? Christian has been mentioned on Tucker Carlson. Okay. Well, I was going to say, if they're on Tucker Carlson, that's an entirely different Hi, Tucker. Hey, thanks for having me on. <laughs> I watched really the video. Good. I watched the video. Jesus, that's too good. I watched a video where they take Chris to an Indian restaurant and he like walks in and just instantly proceeds to do the, the most insanely racist Indian like <laughs> accent to the, to the staff and everyone around him is trying to get him to stop. And he, he just won't do it. It's so, Oh my God. I literally, I nearly pissed myself laughing at the just pure insanity of it. And, I think it's a fairly recent video. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't care. It's don't like care going into like a native restaurant. <laughs> yeah, like a like to try the fry bread. Like, like, <laughs> what's with like, what's with uh, what's with you? And oh, you, it's because you're in Missoula, right? Yeah, I've been working. I've been working on my reservation accent lately. <laughs> Jesus, I've been working on my reservation accent lately. It's a it's kind of like a flat Wisconsin. I feel like I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna cut this out because it feels extremely racist. <laughs> it feels look, right. It, I know it's not, but it feels that way. The vibe is off. You know what I mean? Uh, hello. I would like it to have a tall chica. Jesus, that one definitely is getting cut out. That's. that's oh my god. Me, Reiki is a sushi. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
I'm trying to court Gugon for fucking <laughs> for ads, and this is what at they least have Chris to Chan's with. never gone to an Asian prostitute. <laughs> Jesus, don't do an act out. Don't yeah, don't, don't do it. Yeah. I, don't need, I don't need to. It's already happening, and everybody heard its heads. And you're racist for having that go through your head. Okay, you're uh, that's you're doing the that's the homie dialectic of how to how to get people to shut up about your jokes. Right, I've learned a while ago that when I tell a joke or when I allude to a joke and I explain to the people that I don't understand the joke because oftentimes I don't. And they're like, oh, this is, but that's racist. I'm like, well, no, if you understood the joke, then you're racist because I didn't understand the joke. I don't see where the joke is here. <laughs> if you see the joke, then you're a racist. It's the... Um, it's the fucking. Did I ever tell you that I? Hate I don't Monday's see what's joke? to tell you about a prostitute offering me a blowjob and telling me how much it costs. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did I ever um, tell um, you about the the Mondays joke, the Garfield joke? Uh, no. Okay, so I like the context of it is wild, and it, I was so uncomfortable by it that I had to. I couldn't do anything about it, so I was working at Seven Eleven. For a long time, and I worked, it was real late at night, uh, and fucking, like, there was a guy, um, there's a guy who used to come in, and his name was Fred, his name was Freddy, but the other guy who I worked with, some fucking, like, redneck dude from, like, Oklahoma, he was mad racist, right, but, like, I fucking, I, what, am I gonna fire him? I couldn't fire him, I can't fire anyone, I was, I'm just a fucking, you know what I mean, like, it's one of those things where I was like 17 and had to had to work, right? Like I just needed a job and he was he was there. Anyways, he was mad racist. So he would always say fucking fucked up racist jokes and just doing whatever the fuck he felt like saying. But one day, out of the blue, like Freddie comes in and he sees Freddie. He's like, "What's up, Garfield?" And he's like, "What's up, Garfield?" And they're calling each other Garfield. And I'm like, "What the fuck is that all about?" I don't think anything of it. I keep stocking the fucking cigarettes. And all of a sudden, uh, Freddie, as he's leaving, goes, hey, man, I hate Mondays. And then fucking what's his name? Uh, Chris, the guy I'm working with, he laughs and he goes right on Garfield and he, they leave. And then I look at Chris I'm like, Chris, what the fuck was that all about, man? What is what are you talking about? Like, what the fuck was that whole interaction? And he goes, you know, uh, he's like, you know that. He goes, do you know why everybody, or he's like, like, you know know why this is going? He goes, you know why everyone hates black people? And I'm like, nah. And he goes, because they're just like Mondays. And everybody hates Mondays. And then that was, that was it. And like, I was shocked at the fucking pure, I laughed because I, I was, it was fucking absurd, right? Like that entire interaction was like, just absurd to me, right? I like, I had to laugh. I like a. It was a painful laugh. It was like, uh-huh. like I don't know how to explain it in a way that makes sense, but I was shocked at he the wants, fucking pee. You want to say it's a dog whistle, but Garfield's a cat. <laughs> yeah, it's even, it's even crazier. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It makes me, it made me so uncomfortable that I literally, the next day, my other, my boss, another guy named Chris, I was like, hey, Chris. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I can't work the night shift no more, man. I got to work day shift. I can't. And he's like, any reason in particular? And I was like, Chris, man, you know how he is. And he's like, yeah, I got to talk to him about that. (laughs) 
was like, yes, you do, man. You gotta do something because I can't fucking work with that guy anymore. That is insane, right? Like, and like, so every time, every time fucking Freddie would come back in, Freddie was this old fucking fat white guy. He used to come in and he's fucking stunk like cigarettes and fucking, uh, what is it? Old English because that's what he would drink, which very funny drink for a racist to drink, by the way. Extremely, <laughs> extremely uh, strange choice. He probably thought it was trad, you know, going back to the old country, the old English countryside. <laughs> the, the, the old English. <laughs> but yeah, oh, and he, he, smoked, he smoked those in Nat Sherman's, which was insane because Nat Sherman's are like $10. They were like $10 more than fucking anything else. But the fool was like, maybe he was just like, he, yeah, I don't, I didn't understand him at all. Were they the colored the ones? Was, the, <laughs> no, I, no, I, I yeah, the, no. the rainbow ones. <laughs> no, the. It's like the only good reason to get Nat Sherman's is to flex. No, he got the, the rainbow cigarettes at the bar. No, 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 no. The other one, the, the, the ones that come in 10 packs, not 20. Do you know what I'm talking about? The like flat box. Yeah. The flat brown box that come in tens, they don't come in twenties. And they're like six dollars more, like six to ten dollars more than regular cigarettes. Right? And so the fact that he drank old English, which is the cheapest fucking shit we had, and but he would fucking spend the money on Nat Sherman's was mind blowing to me. But anyways, he would come in every, he would come in sometimes during the day shift and I would just I had to serve him. I couldn't do anything, you know? And you guys didn't have King Cobra? Me. Uh, no, you know, we started carrying King Cobra my last, like, three months. Like, that's the real nasty shit. No, the, you want to know the real, (laughs) the real nasty shit is the, um, what is it? They just came out right as I left the Buzz Balls, the original formula. Oh, cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, those motherfuckers would get you fucking hammered because they were just straight grain alcohol and then whatever flavoring they had laying down around the floor of the Coke factory that it was made out of was fucking terrible, right? And I would see people get them and crack them in the fucking parking lot and then just drive home, which was so funny to me. <laughs> people would do that. I don't know how to explain, explain to people that, like, Sunnyvale is, if you look, if you go and you Google Sunnyvale, it's one of like it's like the third richest city in America. However, it is home to some of the most fucking horrific ghettos that you've never heard of. Because because when crime happens here, the Department of Safety, because we don't have an actual police department, the Department of Safety doesn't report the crimes as happening here. It says they happen in San Jose. So so Oftentimes, shit will go bad here, and then they say, yeah, man from San Jose came over here, and that man from San Jose lived here, lives here, returning to his residence in Sunnyvale, right? (laughs) Which is fucking mind-blowing. Anyways, those people would get fucking hammered drunk all the time, but I would see Freddy come in, and he would, like, walk in and just be like, what's up man and I'm like what's up man and he's like I hate Mondays and then he would just walk out like that was just regular and I'm like dude what am I supposed to do with this info now and honestly as time like as time got like as time because I think this was like 20 this had to be like 2009 
right? Like, yeah, like 2000, yeah, around like 2009, 2008, somewhere in that time frame. By the time 2016 rolled around and all the Graper shit started taking off and people were starting talking about dog whistles, I instantly knew what they were talking Like, I knew what they were talking about. You didn't have to explain it to me. Why right? people were like, oh yeah, racists are saying shit that only racists understand. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. No, <laughs> like, no, you say enough. I, no, you're good. Yeah, I don't. You don't know explainer needed. I get it. I know what you're saying. I know. I pick up what you're putting down, man. Especially with the uh, what is it? The one that makes me laugh the hardest is friend. Do you know about that? Oh, F R E N friend. Yeah. Yeah, friend and the honkler memes. The honkler memes. Honkler memes are genuine. Problem for me. Yeah, it's genuinely funny. Yeah, it's 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 genuinely funny, which is. The problem is that, like, I hate how a genuinely funny idea got taken over by the least funny people on Earth. I, You know, I wouldn't have a problem with fascism if it was funnier. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the problem that I have. Like, even I give and Sam Hyde a pass why. off. No. <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm a right-wing shithead, I guess. People, people say that to me all the time. Like, people in the left spaces, like, in out here, they're like, oh, you're right-wing. And I'm like, how? And like, you think Sam Hyde's funny? And I'm like, he's funny. I don't know. None of what you say is going to detract from the, the the fact that I don't agree with my man's politics. And I actually think he's just playing a character. Is fucking. I there's nothing that I can do to change that about you. But I he's funny. His his sense of humor is mean spirited and absurd. And when you think about like, for me, the thing that I think most people don't think about that I think about constantly is like the idea, like as, as a Mexican person, there's two ways you can go, which is extremely racist and just, you know, white identitarian, which is what most like people in my area end up becoming. Or you can become like, like a La Raza guy. And then you become a different type of racist where you only accept literally Mexican people. And for some reason that makes you more racist than the white identitarian guys. And like, <laughs> I'm tired of that shit. I want to break the mold. I don't want to be those two types of fucking racist shitheads. So for me, a guy who is excluded outside of like, you know, the white identity, but also at the same time excluded outside of like any race or racial identity or politics, you know, that, that isn't fucking explicitly Mexican or Latino or Latina or however you want to say it. Then like, I'm just completely fucking left holding the bag. Right. And like, you know, I'm, I don't know. I, I fucking, I, the way that I've always saw it is that like racism is absurd and absurdity is funny. And if you're not like, if you're not laughing at the absurdity of that, another person doesn't like you purely because your skin color is different than them, you, that's inherently insanely funny because yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's ridiculous. Why- that's why Blazing Saddles is funny, because it recognizes that racism is funny because it's, it's absurd. And yeah, it's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a poop joke. Racism is a poop joke huh. go- gone too far. <laughs> it's, it's go- yeah, it's, 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 un- it's unfortunate, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. The smartest thing I've ever had to say about comedy is that if you can recognize, if you can recognize in yourself the urge to like, be depressed about something you can exert power over that recognition you can exert power over that and just be like actually i'm gonna laugh and nine times out of ten 
when you do that, you take back whatever power that you are giving that issue or whatever the fuck you're feeling. And you also make other people around you laugh, which is an added bonus, right? And, like, that's, to me, this is fucking mad important. Whereas, like, I don't know, getting back to the Christian shit, which we've gone way, way the fuck far off, but getting back to it, like, Christian makes people laugh, but in a dark way, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's dark to laugh at that shit. It hurts. The more you laugh, the more I laugh at Christian, the more I want to cry because of, right, like, just how deep the shit how deep the rabbit hole goes on that and like you're a veteran man you you've seen you know about shit that most people don't know about <coughs> yeah but i don't know anything the thing is i don't know anything worse than christian fucking their mom which everybody knows about there's there's not like oh well there's a secret actually but there are like a few i would say secrets there's no secrets about chris anymore no but i mean I will there's say, also well no, i won't say actually not on a public place <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit hole the rabbit hole of the people around Chris Chan is like like another fascinating thing to me that's like well, the, when I've always wanted to do some like big important piece of writing or art about Chris Chan it's very hard to because there's a lot of angles to go from and but the the, the people involved I've always especially like I don't know like it's evolved. The same people who started this train are not on the train anymore, for the most part. There's a few old heads. There's definitely sleeper cells who pop up and start talking to each other when something big happens and they need to get down to the internet VFW and talk about the old times and how things have gotten out of hand. And But, uh... <laughs> it's insane to me that, the, that, such, that these things exist. This you has been going I mean? on... Yeah, we're on, like, the third or fourth generation of Chris Chan Trolls. Yeah, no, I I know that like the most recent one, the one that got him caught up with his mom, is an entire. She's she's a fucking yeah, she's a rabbit hole like just on her own, right? Like the the depths. The more I got into it, the more I felt like this isn't true, and then the more I dug into it and was like, not only is this true, it's much worse than I thought it was. That was what was fucking me up. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, I. It, I don't. I don't even know how to get into her in I a try way. Not to think about. Also, <laughs> she's vanished, and her family has would do best to keep for their careers to keep her vanished. <coughs> I yeah no. I I think okay. Hold on. This goes back to my internet arms race. My internet type of guy arms race. The original version of Christian trolls like uh, what is his name? Liquid Chris. Uh, doing the impersonation of Christian, that that's like it's mean spirited, but it's it's ribbing, it's good, you know, haha, you know what I mean? It's it's innocent enough, you know what I'm saying? It's still like bullying, but not in a fucking. It's not, you know, kill yourself worthy bullying. It's just a guy being weird to you on the internet, which is normal and regular. And then some fucking guy got came along, saw that, and said, "I can do better than that." And then the people underneath him were like, this is not only a good thing to do, this is my calling and my purpose, and I have to do better than that. And then where we get tonight right now, the fourth generation of, of these are true believers. These are people who believe that Christian was put on this earth for them to torment because they have a right, because they have a right to this shit. 
because it's always existed because there's a there's an institution that goes back and is dated and then it becomes they become the true believers like they the next the next the guy you think right now you think that the worst thing that Christian could do is fuck his mom there's much I worse. Don't think that <laughs> <You> <laughs> think, well, I don't think yeah. this isn't over. Yeah. Motherfucker's been yeah. trying, wow, I can't believe Chris Chan's following over. It's like, oh, the saga? It's no, it's not. Child. No. <laughs> no. Chris no, Chan's going to be it, out in a few months because Chris Chan is going to just get, Chris Chan's going to sit in there waiting for trial and just get time served. And then Chris yeah. Chan's going to be back out on the street. But where is Chris going to go? Like, Some enterprising psycho will take Chris in as part of their internet zoo. And it's the Andy Dick. It's the Andy continue. <laughs> Nothing ever ends, and motherfuckers just—it's like I, 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 people are so quick to declare victory, and I get it. They're they're just everybody's desperate for a dub at this point. But if you just keep grabbing fake dubs, you're just you're just gonna end up. They fall apart, and you're left holding an L. The the, the this, you, know, you got this part, you know, and then the that part falls apart, and then what do you got? <laughs> You got a crooked L, crooked like I, Chris I, Chan's dick. I uh, what was I going to say about? It's the Andy Dick situation, right? It, oh, Andy Dick. Have you talked the, about that on the show yet? I have not actually. <laughs> I haven't talked about it at all. I talked about how like I was uh, vaguely obsessed with Andy Dick for like two seconds, but I don't, I think it's a lost episode. I don't even think that it's real anymore. So, <laughs> do you want to tell him? <laughs> I, in the in the spirit of Shogs bringing me a crazy lady, I found a a, <laughs> a streamer named Wappy Flanker who you know what at first seemed like a villain, but now I feel bad for. We follow each other on uh, Twitter. Wappy, if you're listening, man, come through. I really do want to talk to you. You're a fascinating guy. Um, anyways, like what ended up happening was Andy Dick got beat up. In Las Vegas, got jumped for stealing someone's cocaine money or stealing cocaine or something to that effect. He's with this girl, who I'm positive is a witch. She's not. She's a sorceress of some kind. She's not a real person. I've watched some of her show, and the she's fact that Christian. she has, it's the fact that she has the amount of like there's like the amount of swag and pull that she has despite her show not having any kind of watchers, is fascinating to me. Like, it's like a giant botnet of grifters on, like, out of Hollywood that all support each other. I don't know how to explain it in a way that makes any sense. But anyways, Andy Dick's been hooked up with her. Andy Dick ended up being taken in by a guy named Wappy Flanker, who's a producer on, I don't know, he produces music. And he's part of the IP2 network, which is the Ice Poseidon 2, like, fucking, I don't know, Ice Poseidon's the whole thing. If you know Ice Poseidon, he's like a fucking psychopath on, he's an IRL streamer, he's a internet scammer, he's a fucking Ponzi schemer, he's just a bad guy, right? <clears throat> and he has this huge group of IRL streamers of people that are just, I don't want to be mean about it, but like they're degenerates, right? They're like <laughs> dege they're degenerate drunks. Like don't there's you nothing. Hate when you have to use that word, but there's I no hate it because <laughs> yeah, there's no other fucking word to this. They just all they do is they they have these giant U-Haul vans or not U-Haul vans. They have these giant uh, RVs and they drive around the country and they get hammered and they stream. And what would sound like a fun summer trip 
they've been doing for years and like you can see the health toll that drinking yourself to oblivion every night to live stream is taking on all of them right not just like physical health but like mental health these people are fucked up they can barely hold like coherent conversations with each other they're not entertaining by any means in the sense of like a normal like i like to think of myself as an entertaining guy i'm a, i have a fucking podcast i can hold a conversation i can talk to people i know what people want to hear about things i know how to tell a few jokes and say a few wild things to get you to keep listening these people have none of that however you can hear a grown woman say <laughs> for five hours while she's just fucking hammered roaming around an RV. And in all honesty, I can't compete with that kind of fucking entertainment. I am glued to that shit. It is devastating that I find That's myself... Why. Right. Well, we need a guy who used to be a celebrity that we yeah. can take in as part of our internet zoo. So what ended up happening was Wappy Flanker <laughs> takes an Andy Dick to live in a cot. In his his front, in his kitchen. And they decided they were going to record a comedy album together. That never materialized. However, uh, it did. There was a very funny live stream, two very funny live streams. One where he was like, it was looped over and over where Andy Dick was talking about boy pussy in Mexico, which (laughs) wild, crazy. Right. And that was very funny to me. Uh, Then I think the second thing that happened was um there was a guy named andy dick killed phil hartman who was donating three dollars to say the nf slur yeah because they oh. uh, they had it set up so that like if you donated the baseline three dollars then the auto text would like blare and the people that were streaming could hear it so yeah for like an hour almost two hours we should just a man... put in a cut just drop in a I, I don't I, even... I, Ivy, drop in an audio of Donald Glover <laughs> saying the inward S-slur, yeah. because we yeah, can't the, say it, but... It, we, can't, we can't say it, but, but he Donald said it. Donald Glover can, and there's a skit on YouTube where he says it a bunch. N-I-G-G-E-R-F-A-G-G-O-T. That is correct. I heard what you said. And he just gets away with it. Anyways, so a robotic voice saying that over and over <coughs> and over for about an hour and a half. That guy spent, I think, like, what, like $2,000 in a night to, to get it to do that? No, the one, you, he didn't spend that on it. But, yeah, he spent over few, like couple hundred. $200, yeah. Yeah, he spent a couple hundred dollars doing that, which was fucking wild. <laughs> it was insane to watch. And then... At first, they're, like, reacting harshly to it. And then after a while, it just became background noise while they were having conversations, which is even crazier to me. And then, okay, so from there... While the this situation... was going on, while the inward Essler, inward Essler was going on, I was out in the living room watching the Andy Dix live stream on my iPad. My girlfriend came out early into the uh, barrage of that, that particular phrase and just kind of shook her head disapprovingly at me and went back to bed. About half hour later, 40 minutes later, she comes back out. It's like, I can't sleep. It's going through my head. I just hear it over and over again. Those two words. It's it's almost soothing, I, but I don't want it to soothe me to sleep. I fell asleep to it while watching it because it became soothing. And that's 
really fucking unfortunate that I fell asleep when I woke up. There was like the stream had ended. Anyways, getting back to what had happened. Um, Andy Dick was streaming. They were streaming every night. Every night he was getting more and more drunk. Wappy was starting to lose fucking grip on like Andy and himself. Like he was literally starting to just become psychotic. And Wappy at one point pulled a gun on a guy and Andy no longer felt safe or I don't know what happened after that. The cops came and uh, Andy Dick decided to leave with Captain Content, Captain Content. Who's, who's one of the who's one of the many IP2 network guys. They decided that they were going to get hammered and start drinking every night. And doing coke. Get, and doing coke. Uh, I love the part where Andy where Andy's just Coke like a baby crying for his <laughs> bottle. It it's been really pathetic, folks. It was really a human toilet show. It was. It was. Sorry. Yeah, it was distressing. It was. Shogs was watching this gleefully. I was watching this just in distress. I was watching like a, like when you watch a car accident in real life. You know what I mean? Where you're just kind of shocked and you can't stop watching. That's what it was like. That's what it was like for me. I'm watching this just completely fucking shocked at the depravity. I was, I was also shocked that that's just that glib cackling. That's my cope these days. <laughs> it's just hyper nihilist. Just like, no, it is. No, it's funny. It's, it's so, so funny. And it so, is. So, that's what you're talking about earlier. It, it, it is. It's absurd. It's absurdly funny because it's fucking absolutely absurd. Anyways, so... I don't. I stopped watching because I like fucking for mental health reasons. I had to stop watching, and I hadn't kept up with it. But then one day, out of the blue, Shoggy text like Shoggy sends me a message on he DMs me and is like, "You got to check out the Andy Dick stuff." And I go, "All right, cool." And I go look into it, and it turns out Andy Dick is going to jail for sexual assault on a guy. And here's the thing: sexual assault is never funny, never. But. <laughs> And this is a fucking fucked up. <laughs> the situation that th- that happened is largely one of the funniest things I think I've ever heard in my life. Andy Dick, I guess this guy got hammered. Guy Andy goes Dick by must- name of Sonic. Yeah, guy goes by the name of Sonic, gets hammered. Andy puts something in his coke or does something to him. And the guy passes out in the bed with Andy. The next morning... The guy wakes up and he's like, man, something weird happened. I woke up in Andy's bed and they're like, oh, and they're like, well, like he had lube on you know, his ass. too." Yeah, he goes, he goes and like my he's no, well, I was getting to that part. And he goes and like he was like something I smelled like on my hands and on my like, butt, like something like artificial, like coconut or something. And he's like, do you know if Andy was like touching me in my sleep or something? And they were like. Nah, like, I, well, none of us saw, so I don't know. Like, I gotta talk to Andy about it. So they, he goes and confronts Andy, and Andy says, No, man, I would never do something like that, blah, 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 blah. I would never do that. And then they're like, Get out of my face, turn the camera off, blah, blah. So they, they turn the camera away, and while someone else who's not the guy, that guy is still recording, is confronting him about it. Or maybe I think his, like, I think actually his fucking, his fiance is calling him and asking him about the situation he admits to, he says 
No, I didn't fuck him. I mean, I put lube on his ass and I jerked off on his ass, but I didn't fuck him. He's like, that's not even illegal. Yeah, he was asleep, but I didn't. And like that, that that is extremely illegal. That's what it is. And he, he fucking admitted to it during a live stream that was clipped. They have evidence of it, right? They have, it's all over YouTube. So then the next few days, Andy's now in jail. I think currently he's still in jail or maybe I think his fiance might have posted his bail. But something happened along the line where he's in jail or he's currently getting processed out. His fiance goes online on Twitter and is like, me and Andy have an open relationship. I've known about this guy. They're boyfriends. They've been boyfriends for a while. So they're completely changing the narrative. And it's wild to me because the person who's supporting it the most is the guy who got burned by him, which is Wappy. Wappy's out here retweeting all that shit and being like, yeah, this is the way that it went down. Yeah, dude, you got burned by Andy, man. What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you believing this guy? He burned you. He burned you bad, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucked up. It's like super fucked up. He's out and he's bought a lizard. Is he still streaming? No, but there's photos of by a lizard and drooling. <laughs> hell, hell yeah, man. Hell, getting hell into yeah. an RV. I do not know whose RV it is. Oh my god. If the IP2 guys are <laughs> if they bring him back for a redemption arc, what <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. Jesus. You never gotta... want to say somebody's asking. <laughs> it, well it's like i'm positive that this is probably like the most engaged their user base has ever been because like the last time that they had real fucking like they had real shit going on like where people were interested in them was the blade stuff when uh use me blade was fucking getting so drunk that he was about to die from like from diabetes because he was drinking so much i don't know if you know about the story behind that but that that was a pretty fucking sad and depressing story. If you ever feel like depressing yourself, go on YouTube and type in only use me blade documentary. And uh yeah, you'll have a bad time. <laughs> Anyways, I think uh we're at, at an hour thirty and I don't want to give people any more info hazards and I like <laughs> for <laughs> at least for like fucking I think it's a good this is a nice part to end it. The ballad of Andy Dick. <laughs> and uh yeah, man, this this is a wild episode. <laughs> only only shit can happen like this one is just me and Shogs. All right, later. Guys. I had a good time. Bye. I haven't potted for a while. Uh, yeah. um, um, uh, follow me on Twitter at terminal underscore ligma. Send me money um, at uh, dollar sign Shoggoth on Cash App, or you can also send me Bitcoin at. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna pull up his bit wallet. I'll, if you want, I'll. I'm accepting. To I'm also accepting Bitcoin at three capital L, lowercase y, capital J, lowercase j, lowercase a, capital Y, lowercase v, lowercase u, capital H, capital U, capital Q, capital Q, capital N, capital E, lowercase e, lowercase j, lowercase u. One capital D lowercase H lowercase E capital N T lowercase T 
lowercase w, lowercase q, lowercase f, capital Q, lowercase y, lowercase q, lowercase b, capital Q, capital L, capital N. No one has, literally no one has ever done something like that on my podcast. That is insane, Shogs. I'll just put the link in, you fucking psycho. I I want to hear something fresh, something innovative. I can't, I don't want to like turn off until I've known you've turned off. Because I know you're going to. You can also send me Dogecoin. (laughs) Jesus. Please stop recording so that I can end this. Oh All right, bye-bye, bye, people. Uh, I, right. I love some of you. <laughs> All right, bye.